Welcome to the San Antonio. Number one, three draft pick, fantastic, fan fantastic. The NBA draft lottery. Let's go. Um, my name is Royce. I am your host today. Uh, I'm experimenting by recording from my garage, so hopefully my connection is okay. We're gonna find out how bad my Wi-Fi is. <laughs> On first base tonight, we have Robert. Robert, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm I'm doing well. I'm on cloud oh. nine after the reset. Okay. Views. Okay. Scaring me there. Yeah. Yep. Thought my Wi-Fi froze again. Rafa on no, second good. base. How are you, Rafa? Pretty good. Got the, the Fiesta colors on. Good luck. We got the number one pick. Let's go honking down commerce. Heck yeah. Let's go. I know I was considering it, but we're recording tonight. Harry, how are you? <laughs> on Doing third all right. Base. Doing all right on third base. Almost home, but as usual, you know, I end up just a little bit short. Go Nuggets. I mean, that's your fault. There, there's <laughs> no other way about that. That's your fault. All right. So we had a, uh, what a heck of a week. We had a uh, seven day long week. Um, the number seven is very important for this week, which is quite interesting. Uh, but uh, let's go over kind of the first thing that I guess happened today. If we want to go over the news of today, that was very interesting. Is that we have a new uh, player signing today, and it's a relative. Big Sam's older brother. Yeah, go Spurs go. There you go, Monica. Um, Big Sam's brother, Iota, Iotahi. I'm going to assume Iotahi. Ayo. Let's just call him Ayo <laughs> for safety. Ayo. Um, Ayo. Um, Signed to a 25-day contract. He was with a fourth division team in Germany. He has experience with a second division team in Spain, according to Transfer Mart. Um, and, it, and he also played collegiately for, I believe, was it Florida A&M? Florida A&M, and then he transferred to UAB. And he... Perfect. Perfect. He's been a forward for most of his career. Um, for all of his career, I think. Yeah, that's what it seems like. According to Transfer Marked, he's been a forward for, for most of his career, but he's coming in as a defender. Um, he is, I believe, 30 years old is what Transfer Mark said. He is. Yep. Um, he has a lot of experience as a professional player, uh, especially in Europe. Quite a bit of extensive European um, experience. According to Marcina's press release, um, he is a very versatile player, so he can play all over the field, but he's primarily going to help out on the back line. Which, as we all know, the back line's where we need the most help, especially depth. So I think that's going to help out quite a bit. Uh, let's go around the horn with your thoughts on the new signing today. Uh, let's go with Rafa. Rafa, how do you feel about the signing today? It's, it's good signing, especially with knowing that we're going to have Maloney out for a period of time so that you just lose Def on the defensive side. So good pickup, and hopefully we'll see how if he does get some opportunity to play and see if he ends up getting a contract past 25 days. 
That's a fair assessment. We've seen uh, SAFC utilize this 25-day contract. We've seen some extensions, and we've seen some um, times where they just kind of let transfer. Harry, what are your thoughts on this new signing? Um, kind of confused. Uh, I won't lie to you. Uh, looking through Y Scout, um, he's been a forward most of his career, and. And I guess it kind of depends on the injury status to uh, Manly, how long he's out. Um, well, is he playing center back or is he playing fullback? You know, along those lines. To, to me, that's kind of the question. Where, where does he fit? Um, obviously, they made it a point uh, that this will be the first time that Sam and, and his older brother are playing together, which is yep. probably very cool for Sam um, and, and to be able to do. And, I'm all for making Sam happy in case uh, St. Louis City decides to part ways with him. And, <laughs> and he loves to stay with uh, uh, San Antonio. So Fair I'm enough. all for, for that aspect. I just don't know where we're getting healthy, how he sees the pitch in, in, in the next 25 days, barring something unforeseen, because we don't have Open Cup. We don't have um, other things going on at this point. So a little confused, but, you know, like I said here, obviously um, – you know, his credentials, you know, over in Europe speak for themselves. He's been a, a pro for um, a long time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how quick he fits uh, into the team. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a depth signing. Um, and according to the press release, Marcina did directly say back line. So I assume that's amongst the back three. So he will be a center back. Um, what I think this affords is maybe some time to, to take a break. To get a respite, he's played every game. Uh, perhaps Fabian gets a break, and you know later in a game you can bring Ao in. Uh, you could put Mitch as the center center back, um, and it's also you know covering for if we have another injury, God forbid, you know, uh, with Maloney out, you lost your kind of emergency center back there because he is you know due to have his kid very soon. Um, so I think this gives some. Uh, uh, not necessarily his most prominent position, but at the same time, if he could, you know, if he can serve and, and do a job back there, then that would be good enough. And like you said, it could, it keeps Sam happy because Sam's with his brother and it's the first time they've played together, which is great. So Robert, how do you feel about the signing? I mean, that the USL season is a grind. It's always good to have quality people that can fill roles, fill gaps, fill in when, t you know, the, the the situation needs it. Like, and like you talked about the comfortability for Sam, I mean, just making him that much more at home here. I mean, I, I feel that he loves San Antonio and this just even makes it more of a, he's more connected to the team because they're willing to give his brother a shot. I mean, the bottom line is two at earns are better than one, right? And how could you not trust Mar Marcina's like, uh, ability to assess players i mean he knows he knows what works and what doesn't i mean i trust him wholeheartedly after the last few years so like i said nothing but positive depth exciting let's go that's fair enough and matt your thoughts on the signing she that's a great signing i think keep it up the family in together man i mean i i'm looking at his his background uh, it did say he was, he was kind of a hybrid player, that he was able to fit anywhere, I think, if I read that correctly. But, hey, I mean, put him to use. He came back to America to play, so let him play. 
and he is from Houston, so he is back home. Uh, let, let's not forget that. Um, obviously, most likely he's not MLS talent, uh, you know, for that here. Um, especially at age 30, MLS probably isn't even looking at him. But, you know, some coming home uh, to play in USL in front of, you know, friends and family is, is a huge thing. Even if it's just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, you know, just mop up minutes along those lines. Uh-oh. Absolutely. No, we're all good. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, definitely the Adinaran family, as we know, is from Houston. Um, so that's going to, uh, that's, that's, they're definitely closer to home. Uh, I know, um, yeah, I, I know I met, um, both, I guess, Sam and Ale's brother. I met him in Pittsburgh, oddly enough, when I went to the Pittsburgh game last year. Um, and I saw him at the championship game as well. So, um, their whole family is from Houston and they've gone parts beyond, uh, but obviously, their family's still stationed in Houston, so it, it is a lot closer to home for them, which is great. They get to play together. It's a win-win. It really is a win-win. Okay, so let's continue on. Uh, our next subject um, is going to be let's yeah let's talk about the injuries before the Charleston match that we're going to review, and the list is really piling up now. Um, I was expecting eight unavailable players we only got seven because a a surprise member was available for the 11 so that was interesting but let's um uh, let's continue on uh carter manley's still out he had that um um setback from his injury he did play a couple of games but obviously he did have a setback dylan still hasn't seen the field for a while since the um uh the Loud Loud game where, where the turf monster just completely took him out Isaiah Parker had the injury. Uh, looked like he had the muscle injury in the last match. Uh, we'll see how long that takes him to recover. Loera's still out with the shoulder injury that he sustained during the Nashville match. PC's still out with the with the groin injury. And Connor Maloney's out because, once again, he and his wife are expecting their first child. And the one person I expected 100% to be – well, the two players I expected 100% to be on this injury list. Number one – Mitchell Tainer, Mitchell Tainer back, which is unbelievable to see. A very, and we'll get into this match. Captain. Uh, yeah. Captain. Captain. Salute, Captain Mitchell Tainer back. And even more out of the blue, Juan Carlos Azokar available for selection. Unbelievable. So, um, those two got me really, yeah, whenever they released that, they released that meme that was like yeah, the, the old Vince McMahon meme, but. That was incredible. And to see them in the starting 11, unbelievable. So uh, obviously you have Jordan Farr start uh, in the back. You had Tainer, Garcia, and Batista. Uh, the wingbacks, you had Gomez and Asokar start. It's crazy to see. Hayes and Abu, which we'll talk about them later. That's an amazing partnership in the midfield. And directly you had Nico Hansen. And then in front of Nico, you had uh, Sam and uh, and and Tanny. Uh, we'll talk about talk about Tanny later and, and the uh, song we need to sing for him. Um, <laughs> but that was a lineup. I liked how it looked. We were discussing whether we think it was a three four three or uh, or the traditional three five two in the Marcina system. Um, whatever it was, let's keep doing that. So um, 
What are your thoughts on the new players that are available, the players that are injured, and the lineup? Let's go to Harry first. To me, look at our bench. Just think about this. Smith, Pirano, uh, Rito Zahir uh, arrived from Montreal, and he did make an appearance late in the game. Hernandez, uh, 2011, or pardon me, 2021, best 11, didn't even make it on the under the pitch this game. Zico and Nacho. That just shows the depth that San Antonio FC has built. What was that word? People on the what, uh, what was on, that word? The depth. The depth. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> and that's what six people on the injury list. Yeah. And one unavailable. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Like you, we we are spoiled. We are spoiled. Holy <laughs> crap! Are we having like the word of the day. Dude, Piranha's not starting. Uh, no, the word of the, the word of the day is Wimby. Word of the day is Wimby. What are yeah, we talking Wimby, about? Yeah, Wimby. But Hernandez didn't even make the make make an appearance. That's that's how deep and and, and to get yeah. you know we'll get into the game here. Charleston had one of those games where they just didn't get off the bus. It's you know we'll just leave it at that. You know, San Antonio came in on a mission and and they took care of it. But to me, you know, like I said here. This team is scary, scary, scary good if, if it puts if they can put it together and keep it together. Completely agree. Uh, Robert, what are your thoughts on the uh, the IL, uh, the players that are newly available in this lineup? I mean, the, the lineup, like putting Tanny and Sam in the front in a system where you're you're dumping balls over the top to put pressure on them. What two better guys can you have? Athletic, fast, big. I mean, it was scary. And then the efficiency was just absolutely amazing. I mean, just <laughs> that that team had no answer for anything. They just super caught off guard. I mean, and, and, and as far as the IL, like the depth or the player signings or the things we're doing just kind of lets those players kind of, get healthy on their own timetable. Why force people back? We got people who can fill your role. I mean, Marcina knows how to like somehow intertwine different people in different positions. Hayes coming off, you know, there's just, you know, to me, it, it this was a like reminding me of the tail end of last year. And it was, it was scarily optimistic. I, like I said, I, it was exciting. Like I said, I'm looking forward now to like future, like scoring was an issue. And now, I don't know. Hopefully we open the flood days going forward. That It's exciting. It's exciting to see what we can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Matt, what are your thoughts on the IL, the players that are newly available and this lineup that we had for this match? I mean, I went in optimistic thinking, man, I just want, I just wanted a draw, but gosh, they caught the cops and everything on us, man. It was a murder out there, dude. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just watching the game, just sitting there with family from Mother's Day and I'm bam, 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 bam. And they're all telling me, hey, you need to calm down, dude. I'm like, mom, they're winning. Sorry. Sorry about Mother's Day, but my team's winning. Like, You're feeling bad for them, right, Matt? What, like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel bad. Like one bit just yelling, saying, dang, this lineup was great. This was an amazing lineup. I, I didn't think it was going to come off this great, this great as it did. And like Harry said, you only have what six people for 
for on the bench, that that does say something. That does say something a lot. So I like I said, I was being very optimistic thinking a draw, but she they oh, just no. my, my we, we did have seven. I forgot Merca- I forgot Mercado. I forgot the backup goalkeeper. Um, but there was there was a full yep. seven. But it was amazing. <clears throat> very amazing. Yeah, it turned out to be a la Madre's Day. How about that? So, Rafa, um, how'd you feel about the IL, the players newly available, and the lineup? Well, it took a while, but we finally got the formation that I've been waiting for. And finally, the style of play that we did last year. The one I, we, thought you wanted, we, I thought you wanted a 4-3-3, not a 3-4-3. Uh, no, no, I wanted a 3-4-3. That's where we really... Oh, okay really destroyed teams last year with that press and that's when we that's what we got we got the players now to press with Hansen Madderin you know with uh, with the old train uh, doing his thing uh, and then kudos to the center midfield of uh, Jacori and Abu they really were the key in, uh, of throwing a curveball on Charleston Charleston could not do crap because of those two. They controlled the middle, and that was something we were missing. The last few games, we were leaving a lot of holes in the middle. They didn't really allow anything. And then having Mitch back was was big, a big confidence booster. Uh, and then the, the wild card, Ozarkar, he had a hell of a game. And, and, and what's scary is, like, once he gets into a rhythm and gets more games, you, you know – who knows? We could see another uh, more games with seven goals with with this with this lineup and wait till and then uh, the, I think John from uh, USL Tactics mentioned about our, uh, about the game how scary this team could be once everyone's healthy and like I said pick your poison with us you know because now Marcina can really play with a lot of lineups and, and give matchup problems to the other teams and honestly with this I think with this lineup. Had we played like Louisville, we would have beaten the crap out of Louisville. We would have destroyed team. them. We would have destroyed. Uh, same thing. Same. I think with Sacramento, I think we beat Sacramento, and, right. and, and, and not handily, but you know, we a, a good convincing win. And 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 now that you know, like I said, Sacramento lost one of the key players. I think that kind of bumps us out up now to to being the favorite again. Because, like I said, we're peaking at the starting to get everything at the right time. The other teams are getting hurt. It's kind of the mirror image of what we saw last year. So, and then, like I said, you have options now. Now you can put in Pirano in after our defense wears him up. Hernandez, um, another person that had a good game was Shannon Gomez. Gomez mm-hmm. was very pitiful as far as those assists on those cross. And that's where we're missing, where we're missing those crosses in. So, uh, and just like I said, wait till you see the highlights on the, you know, just the good things that we saw. Like I said, John pointed out a lot of great things. And he said, this team's going to be scary from here on out. And and I think we put the USO on notice that, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're going to defend our title and we might end up bringing it back again this year. I wish we would have had this lineup for Nashville because I think, yeah. I think this mm-hmm. lineup yes. could contend with an MLS team. I'm not, you know, not on a, a full sure. regular season, but on a one game one off, I would have loved to have seen how this team would have matched up, whether you know against an MLS uh, MLS team here. Definitely beat Austin with ease. Yeah, 
Or one of those bottom feeders like Austin. <laughs> bottom feeders. All right, so I'm not sure if Royce is still there. Yeah, um, let's... no, I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, let's let's hit the highlight package and uh, let's review this match properly, shall we? Austin and San Antonio kickoff here at Patriots Point. And game over for Charleston. I'll <laughs> punch right back in. Good header initially won. It's still loose. A deaderan puts it down. San Antonio has the opening. Yeah, goal. I can't believe how indecisive the goalkeeper was here. That's. The number one thing you can't be as a goalkeeper, and this goalkeeper is 100% indecisive there. And Muse is good on solid. Nico to get in there and kind of play the ball a little bit, but he normally he is. But he can be solid. He can be solid. Did, he has those games. He has those games. <laughs> did did he not? I guess my question is: Should he have stayed home, or should he have came out earlier, or was it just kind of? If you're gonna come out, you got to catch the ball. Yeah, period. You're you gonna get the ball. Period. Come out. <laughs> you're gonna get through. Period. It's a bad. Yeah, he came late there. If you're, if you're gonna come out for the ball, you got to come out for the ball. You got to get it. You can't come out and not get the ball. Either you get the ball and you come out. The box have a look at that ball. They all go in challenge for a keeper. Trey Muse comes out, gets a bit. It's almost like well, he ran into his backup defender, which killed his mm-hmm. momentum a little bit. But you go through your defender if you're going to go for the ball, you go through anyone who's it in front of you. Get to if the not, ball, it come it's out. an absolute scramble. So at the end of the day, you that's what's going to happen. Keeper and say, once you come, once this ball gets knocked up there, you come out, got to get it. And he doesn't. How about that pass by Batista? Yeah, it's an unbelievable cross from Batista. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing to talk about this goal, the biggest thing, that's the same Adinaran right-footed goal. So I appreciate that one because that doesn't happen very often. His defense is scrambling and Adinaran, well. What I like about Sam's last two goals when he scores, he just walks a lot. It's not a big deal. (laughs) He just hit it down and right off the line, but pounded home with his noggin. Fabian Tainer makes it 2-0. Yep, that was the play. That was the air taint tour play for sure. And then Ball who scored the goal? In. Only Fabs. Let's go. Up he goes there. It's a good first header and a great follow up. Looping ball in and it goes to the back of the net. San Antonio with a dream opening half. That's not an own goal. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I watched it about 10 Lucky. times. Like, what are they talking about? And that's when you could tell the team. You could tell the. the, the you could tell San Antonio's in the goalkeeper's head. That was yeah, just his career in San Antonio. <laughs> that is a sick ass strike. That is an example of talent. Yeah, the O train <laughs> was feeling it tonight. <laughs> that, that, that's just like speed, athleticism, and precision on the shot. God, it's amazing. That to borrow a, another favorite sport of Royce's, if this was a uh, hockey, there would have been a goalkeeper change. <laughs> That's it. This was a quicksand game for that keeper, and he's just in the middle of the quicksand, and he can't do anything to help his team, and that's a big problem in this this entire match. 
They got rated uh, by a Sofa score of five. And I think that's probably bare. I mean, especially <laughs> the 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 biggest conclusion with that is the last goal. How he well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Keep going. A guy looking disconsolate, but just unable to catch him there. AJ Patterson, he's away. He's got just pace. the strength to be able to fight, fight off the defender there. Inside of the box and the hat trick. The hits just keep on coming for Tani. Olawashai. Can we what talk about how strong of a game Shane Gomez had because yes. Mitchell Tainer was back? Mitchell Tainer makes Shane Gomez so much stronger on that wing. It's incredible. Great build up on the left hand side, and he tucks it away. So I wouldn't want to be the defender or midfielder who messes up and gives the goal away because I think Jordan Farr would have a few words to say. Here's Olawashai. He passes this time. A hat trick, and he adds an assist. His second assist, by the way. An easy goal to make it 6 0 San Antonio. Nacho! ball played here by Prano, and he's got his head up straight away. He's looking where Bailone is. He's looking at his options. Should he shoot? No, he lays Rico's it. products. Oh, Nacho. Bailone. Here's a shot attempt. Muse had to come up. That was a good a save by Muse. Save. Yeah. I not have been expecting it. Highlight from the keeper. So that this is the one I want to talk Battle. about, where okay. the goalkeeper makes a great save on the Issue. free kick. He celebrates a bit, He's got and then the they come right back and they score. Now, <laughs> just an absolute quicksand game for that goalkeeper. You got to feel. Did, did, did you see that little bump up? That little bump off to get that ball. If you roll it back, watch that little play. He bumps him off the ball. That was a strong you know, save. After the, after the, after the yeah, rebound, the you'll see right here. Expecting it. Yeah, right here. Boom. Knocked down Augie Williams. That just, that's created the whole a play there. From the keeper. Now, a big issue. By Loney. He's Augie Williams. Is any good? Huh? Is Augie Williams any good? I've never heard of him. Uh, yeah, he's been <laughs> scoring goals like crazy. You wouldn't have known that this match, but uh, prior to that, I heard, I heard he's, I heard he's good. I, I don't know why he didn't play in this match though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never heard of the guy. Uh, yeah, he he's, uh, he's goals what, on the season. He's what's in Lamar Batista's right pocket. He's got That's a brace. San Antonio with a club record seven goals in an annihilation of Charleston. not have been expecting it and that was smith right that took care of no, that no that was rito that was that was the 19 year old yeah rito well um on that we only got two two uh players on the team of the week which is kind of crazy uh, Fabian Garcia, defender, um, had seven clearances, eight recoveries, and, and a goal. And then uh, Tani, who should have been the player of the week, a uh, hat trick and two assists, uh, but only gets you. Did he get on... the hat trick? How do you get one? three goals and two assists? And I get player of the week. Because <laughs> uh, USL yeah. put it to he somebody from, from – um, 
uh, Memphis 901, uh, who scored a goal with like 10 seconds left to give them uh, the victory. But he had a brace. But yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. But I mean, it's not against the worst team in the league. It's against the top team in the East, allegedly. Well, no, they're still the top team in the East. Well, I mean, like on paper, sure. But well, after you see all the negatives on that side. <laughs> <laughs> they got There's so many negative differentials, except what the third, fourth, three, and fifth. Three, yeah, three teams in the East are on the positive side of a goal differential. Everyone else is on the negative, even the even the top two teams. But to be fair, Charleston just gave up seven, and they're now a negative one goal difference. So th- that's going to screw with anybody's goal difference. <laughs> so. Uh, I'll just go ahead and do the standings here real quick since I got it queued up here. Um, uh, out East, Charleston still 18 points. Louisville, uh, 17. Uh, Birmingham Legion, uh, off to a kind of a iffy start. Five wins, five losses, and a draw. Riverhounds at 14. Uh, Rowdies have come alive uh, since they got a loan in, uh, 14 points. Uh, Memphis 901, 12 points. Uh, Miami, uh, Loudoun United still hanging on the playoffs. And then teams that uh, there's like two head scratchers, Tulsa and, and Indy 11. The expectations were that they'd be better. Right now they're sitting on the outside at nine points. Um, our opponent isn't this it, week. Isn't former El Paso coach Mark Laurie, isn't he their coach, Indy 11? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That's. Baffling. It explains a lot. They spend a lot of money too, right? He was, That's what he was up good with El Paso. He was good with El Paso. And now well, he's brought is... in older players. But and I think no, if he... Indy makes the playoffs, they could be dangerous. But during the regular season, I, I personally have concerns concerns on them. Um, Detroit City, who we play this week, um, having problems scoring goals. One win, five losses, two draws. Five points, and then Hartford Athletic, uh, five points as well with only one win. Um, out West, um, <coughs> Orange County uh, fired a coach and still hasn't won, um, so they didn't get the new coach bump. Um, they're in trouble. Lights have uh, six points as well, uh, f- uh, six draws, uh, three losses uh, for that here, but still hasn't won. RGV had a good week. They beat uh, San Diego Loyal on the road, which helps us out uh, in 10th up to, you know, two wins, five draws, and two losses. New Mexico United right now still on the outside, three, two, and three. Uh, Phoenix in the eighth slot, so if the playoffs started today, they'd be, face Sacramento, Monterey Bay seventh. Oakland Roots uh, sneaking up the, the line at four, two, and two at 14 points. Switchbacks at 16 points uh, and San Diego Loyal at 17 points, although I'm not sure they had a good week losing to RGV and then uh, a foreign investor spending $500 million to come into MLS in uh, San Diego. And then El pa- us at third at 19 points. And then El Paso, they, they, they're on a roll. They've won five straight after uh, starting the season. 0 and three, they've gone six and you know six wins, one draw since then. They are and then, Sacra- and then Sacramento, sure. uh, six wins, three draws, no losses, 21 points. Uh, even losing uh, Rojo uh, Lopez, uh, you know their star uh, midfielder, um, team captain. Um, they're they're still going to be solid. They've got depth like San Antonio. 
Um, they did play Indy 11 at home. So, you know, we'll kind of see how they get tested, uh, you know, with, with, with a better opponent uh, coming up. But for San Antonio, as much as, and I know we haven't really complained, but, you know, I know a lot of people have expressed concern. We're two points out of first. And I think this is the first week where you could say, hey, you, you've finally got the lineup that, that Coach Marcina and, and uh, Holt and everybody else put together. And, you know, we've only had one loss and it was a close loss on the road to Louisville City, which is, you know, which is, you know, they played them in the finals. And uh, this team could be scary, scary good. Like I said here, I think that's probably going to be the theme of the, sh- theme of the show here. But I want to, what I think is, I don't see why we should even be scared at this, at this point in time, being third. I mean, look how, where we were last year. What's, what's to say that something big comes out of it just like last year. But you want to get home field, though. To me, that's mm-hmm. the key. Getting home field in Sacramento and El Paso, both are quality teams. Now, I got to see El Paso a little bit longer on how they face us, but Sacramento has depth just like we do. Uh, you know, I think Lopez is out three to four months, so it's possible that he could be coming back for the playoffs um, for that here. So, t- to me, like I said here, getting home field in the West and, and hopefully – um, all through the playoffs. If you look at USL tactics, you know, playoff predictions, and, and I know it's it's just a prediction. The West is favored to have the home field advantage uh, for here as far as the best record. And we saw last year how important that was. And, and to me, that's that that's got to be goal number one. And I'm assuming it is for Coach Marcina. Number one goal, number one, make the play. You know, is is probably to win the West. And number two is to you know have home field advantage all the way through the playoffs because. To me, that's key. Yeah. Not even last year, but the year before that when we lost to OC. Don't tell me if we would have played at home on the tiebreaker, we would have beat those guys. So you're right. Home field is paramount. And the biggest No, and I get that. It's just the point. I mean, like, just how we were last year. We were in what? Somewhere in the top four? No, we're in first place. We're we're ahead of everybody. Uh, We were in the top. Colorado Springs had... Uh, we're, we're, we're had it we're until probably June-ish. Yeah. But we're in so the top two. Saying. So that's what I'm saying. From March till June, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I'm not worried. I, it's all trying to get things well, no, no, together. It's not, to me, it's not worried about making the playoffs. I don't think that was ever ever the concern. But I do think um, – I, I do think – to, we, to we, me, we, why I say it's scary is because – the potential of this team could be better than last year. Okay. We, you know what's interesting we have better depth. Like when you look at the, the lineup and or you look at the schedule or the, the standings and you're all of a sudden like, wait a minute, we're tied with El Paso. That's an interesting team. Like how after losing what first two, three games, how are they tied with us? That's the team I'm kind of like curious or, or nervous about. I want to see what they're about. I want to And they're definitely on a heater right now. Yeah. It's interesting that, like, how how did they end up tied with us? That's the one that kind of confuses me. Well, we'll and see. Let's not we'll, I mean, we'll see how it turns out. Last year, two El Paso had a 10-game for... undefeated streak as well, but mm-hmm. that, they packaged that in between two cold stretches uh, for that here. The, the one thing about with us, we weathered the storm between March and April and, and May because we had a rough patch. With some of the games we played in, and the game that we lost, you know, was it's you know, I can say it was just at Louisville, 
But look at how look at where we're at, you know, as far as with the injuries and so forth to be where we're at right now. You know, and then to have this team do what it did Saturday, that's that's the scary part now that we're really in good shape because we could right now we really could literally be in the bottom right now with all those injuries. That's very true. And like I said, we're only two points out of first mm-hmm. place. So I'm still not from worried. what we've gone through this season, it's pretty incredibly we're incredible to be where we're at. But at the same we're right there. We're right there. All right. Uh let's start with Harry. Harry, who are your mentality? Who was your mentality monster of the match? What do you think the mentality monster moment of the match was? In the so, seven nothing drubbing of Charleston. <laughs> uh so to me, the uh mentality monster of the match, I'm gonna go off, and that's gonna be the uh San Antonio social media team. Uh happen just keep up and, and all the records and, and I don't know if you saw the uh, post-game report. Uh, put out by the the San Antonio social media team, you know Kevin Bass and, and all the people that work with him. Um, job well done. Uh, there was lots to keep up with during the game, uh, so through there. And to me, kind of the moment is is Favre's, you know, Favre saves. There were a couple of them that he had that, um, even though we were up four, five, six, zero, oh, um, he had a couple. You know, Charleston did put a couple of shots on frame. And he made the stops. You know, how many times have we seen a team get get a league like this and then give up kind of a, I don't want to say an easy goal, but, you know, hey, uh, you know, I don't need to make that extra effort to, to make that dive, you know, for there. Or, you know, I, I can kind of ease up. But um, to me, like I said here, Jordan Farr keeping that shutout. Um, you know, like I said, I don't know if he gets a, an extra bonus for his shutouts. Hopefully he does, uh, or his clean sheets, pardon me. Uh, but uh, to me, that, that that was the thing that stuck out because offensively, you know, I'll let you guys pick, you know, offensively on, on which one stood out. But uh, I'll go with Jordan Farr uh, as my uh, uh, moment. And like I said here, uh, I'll give it to uh, Kevin and, and the team uh, with the social media and all the hard work that they had to do uh, on that match in the postgame. Rafa, yours? Rafa? Uh, for my mentality monsters, as far as the players, um, actually, I'm going to give it to two players, actually, yeah, Muhammad Abu and Ja'Cory Hayes. I, th- I think they've really dictated a lot on this game. Uh, they did a lot of the dirty work in-, in the midfield. They kept Charleston from really kind of being organized or try to, you know, even start counterattacks against us to get into, you know, limited to really maybe two, three, couple of shots on goal. But they, if you see kind of replays, they were intercepting balls, they were hustling back, and that's what we've been kind of been missing the last few weeks. We were leaving a lot of holes in the middle, so I'm I'm giving both of them the Metelli monsters for, for the game. As far as the moment, um, uh, those crosses by by Shannon Gomez, I think hopefully those you know those assists raise his confidence. Even though, like I said, he had a bad game against Nashville, and then the last game, then after that, he kind of struggled a bit. Hopefully, like I said, we the Shannon Neville comes back. Like I said, those 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 crosses really, I think, were a big a moment for him to really kind of raise 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 his um, like I said his confidence up, and hopefully that leads leads it to more better things in, in the next coming games. Robert, I'm kind of mixed. I, like Harry kind of stole my thunder. Far, far considering a situation where you're up, you're up big on a team, 
and you're still wanting the shutout. You could see the passion as if it was four zero five. No matter what, Farr did not want to give up that like weak goal, that soft goal. He was still pressing the team. He was excited about saves. That thing that that makes a lot. That means a lot to a team. That's a mentality. That's a thought. That's a process. That's a what you preach day in day out of practice. You do not give up that goal. But the play that kind of sat with me it was like watching Tanner back on the field. Tanner mixing it up. Tanner arguing with Augie Williams at one point, kind of, it was like in the 18th minute, like he's like pushing, they're kind of shoving and he's letting them know like, Hey, it's our game. It's your field. (laughs) We're winning this. He literally showed that he's back. He's ready. And gosh, even on the header on that cross, like that goal was going in, had that, that defenders not guarding the post and then Fabian cleaned it up right there. That's my player. That's my moment. That, that right there, just like literally like it screams San Antonio screams what we're about. So what Marzina's preached, I'm excited. Hopefully momentum continue Detroit. Watch out. And Matt. See, I'm going to be cheesy. I'm going to say tanny, tanny, boo, boo. Y'all guys are going to catch us this year, guys. I Man, I think he did amazing. That That's my guy. That is my guy right there. That That's my man of the match. A hat trick, two assists. That's my guy for man of the match. I think he he showed himself why he why he is who he is. I, that's just seeing all all the the pressure he was putting on, literally hauling butt just to get there. I, that's my man of the match. He did okay. This guy's all right. Not, <laughs> this guy. not yeah. What not are we player of the week level though? <laughs> what, what, are, what are we talking about? That that's uh, duh. Three goals, two assists. What are we talking about? Hey, let me have my cheesy oh. moment, guys. Let me have my cheesy um, moment. Four goals in two games. Royce, yours? We got Royce all choked up now. Uh, McDonald's, Wi-Fi. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Wow. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Um. Yeah, what are we gonna say? That that's that's the easy one. Harry, take over. All right. So then, the the any any final comments uh, on the uh, Charleston match? Like like I said to me, um, from a Charleston perspective, uh, I thought uh, they were pretty class, um, especially the regiment and the sports group because they came out and uh, they gave credit to to Jordan Farr because we all know Jordan Farr uh, likes to entertain. I'll just leave uh, leave it at that. And like I said here. Uh, despite them being down, uh, from you know, from my understanding on social media, he engaged them quite a bit, and uh, so that's awesome to see. You know, uh, you know, a couple of them said, you know, that you know that you know, they're a fan of Jordan's because of, you know, ha- how he acted, and and like I said, that's just you know talking about the class that he has. But any final thoughts that you guys have before we get to the league news, which is about the Super League and the. The uh, mixed news, I guess, the downside about San Antonio FC um, at this point. Well, hopefully, Charleston doesn't fold after the last game. <laughs> 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 I'm rooting for them not to quit. <laughs> uh, my thought on the match is I need to make my way to Patriot Point. That looks- oh, yeah. So, yes, uh, for that here. I'm questioning whether that was the right decision to schedule Detroit as opposed to going to Charleston uh, for that here. But uh, I'm excited to go to Detroit this weekend. Uh, but USL uh, announced the Super League. That makes one of uh, us. 
the uh, the the initial markets, um, which is number one, applying for D1 status. So they're going to compete directly with NWSL when they originally announced they were going to do D2, which I think a lot of us were kind of off guard of why aren't they going for D1? Because it's the same qualifications, uh, you know, based on the requirements as we speak today um, as the USL championship uh, for that here. But the teams that they've selected, Charlotte, uh, with uh, uh, part of the independence group, a team out of D- uh, Dallas-Fort Worth with led by the Neal family, which is a little bit different than the, um, I think it was what the Ryan family uh, is the one, or not the Ryan, um, uh, the Nelson family, the, the Nelson group that uh, has the rights to the USL championship. I did send a message up to third degree and uh, John Arnold. He did say, he did kind of send back the cryptic t- uh, uh, tweet saying, Hey, there's going to be news concerning the uh, men's team up there. So uh, it'll be kind of interesting if it's the Neil family, that's actually going to be starting uh, the club. Uh, now it's in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So we don't know which option that they'll be, but that'll be the Texas team. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky uh, for that here, which is building a new stadium, Phoenix, Arizona, Tucson, Spokane, Washington, which was a huge fight between MLS and and USL. Tampa Bay, not the Rowdies, a different group uh, that's going to come in looking to build a soccer-specific stadium, a temporary stadium uh, for that here. And then D.C., um, which is Loudoun United, Attain Sports Entertainment, uh, you know, for that here. Um, That's actually Loudoun United uh, for that here, so I'd expect Loudoun to be there. They also announced uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, led by the the Sad Wolves, uh, Bob Martino, um, mixed mixed ownership group, uh, Indy 11 when they get their stadium, Jacksonville, Florida, Madison, Wisconsin, which is Florida, uh, or not, which is for, uh, Ford, Madison, and then Oakland Soul um, out of Oakland, who are currently in the W League, are now you know five five uh, future uh, pending teams. But no San Antonio. Um, I put out that I was disappointed in that uh, for that here. So we we have the team. Or pardon me, we have a club. We have a stadium. I, I don't understand what the holdup is personally uh, for me. Um, we'll, we'll go with you, Robert, and then we'll go to Rafa, and then Matt, if you want to comment. And, and I'm not sure if Royce is back or not. But uh, uh, we'll go with you, Rafa, on, on the news. and. Um, positive or negative with uh, San Antonio FC. Now, I will say there is possibly two to four more teams that may come. They needed to list eight to be able to apply for um, the accreditation with uh, U.S. soccer. Um, that's the minimum number that they did have. But they did say they're going to have 10 to 12 teams in 2024. So there is the options of possibly two to four more teams uh, still coming abroad uh, for that here. I think the positive is this is another competitive league for women. Um, I think the negative is why SAFC doesn't take advantage of this. You got the facility, you got the complex. Go for it. and that now also with the with the with the partnership now with Lone Stars. Now you can pump in, like I said, now you can start a women's academy through them and pump talent into uh, into this team. And that's something I read, I think, on Twitter. With the Dallas Fort Worth team, that like I said, there's a lot of talent over there, especially on the high school side, college side. 
you know, that's probably going to be some of the core players for them. I think we can do the same thing here. Uh, hopefully we end up being those four other, those two or four other teams. So I think, I think you do need a, another Texas team in the, in the Super League. And hopefully uh, SAFC wise up. And it'd be great because, like I said, the support is here. People will go out to the games and it's just going to put us more on the map as far as being a soccer city here before, you know, someone else, like I said, you only have the dash right now, but you know, as far as with the other league, but this, I think would be a good, a missed opportunity if we don't take advantage of it. Robert. He left. A map uh, cut off. Uh, I mean, I am a little disappointed. I mean, I feel like San Antonio is getting better and bigger in soccer or football, whichever way you want to say it. Um, it is disappointing to see that uh, we are getting overlooked many times. And like Rafa said, we have they have Lone Star uh, uh, pretty much working with us. So what's to say we can't build something out of that? So, to me, I, I think I think they need to start looking into why we're not allowed or why they're not letting us take that advantage. Robert, you're back. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like uh, had an opportunity to like just expand the soccer experience here in this area. Like, I mean, why not do it? Why not take it? They have the resources. They have the people. We love the sport. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities. I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm slightly disappointed. Hopefully, like you said, we're one of the teams that they're probably mentioning later at a later point. But I'd be excited. Like, I have kids. I have a daughter. And she loves the Athenians. And so to me, you know, just expand it. Like, let's make this thing even bigger. I'm a lover of the sports. I'm a, a lover of the sports. So to me, it just makes sense. Royce, any comments from you if you're uh, back? Yeah, I think I think it's an eventual thing. I think the partnership with Lone Star really shows their um, Spurs Sports Entertainment's willingness to um, – to expand into the into the women's game, uh, and I think that's really going to lead up to something, and I think they're going to look to developing it later. Uh, right now, they're obviously still expanding the San Antonio FC brand. Uh, they're going to try to get that League Two team in Central Texas somewhere. So they're they're work they're they're you know they're building their scene here in Central Texas. I think a women's team is in the very near future. And to be honest with you, if they're doing what we think they're doing with the Lone Star and you know trying to Trying to compete directly with Austin FC. What better way to direct to uh, compete with Austin FC than to get a women's team first? So let's do that. Uh, hopefully, we get a team in 2025. Hopefully, they look at the league. Hopefully, the league succeeds and they decide we're in. Let's go. Uh, SAFC Feminil 2025. Let's go. To me, the reason why I want to get them in is you want to get in before the World Cup or the Women's World Cup here. Uh, Coming up, that could be here in the United States, uh, uh, supposedly. And even even this year, there's a World Cup. The, there's the Women's World Cup this year, right? Uh, right. Down so in then, Australia, New Zealand. So right, to, the next one's going to be in 2027. So you definitely want to get a team established before 2027 for sure. But to me, it would have been kind of a huge bump to be able to kind of start that that foundation. Um, but you know, like I said here, we had Tim hold on a couple of years ago. He did mention it's in the long term plans. Um, but uh, 
to, to me, it's it's something that I think we would love to see uh, see it sooner than later. I would love to go to Toyota Field year round. Um, I think it would be awesome, great for the facility. Um, you know, like I said here, I think San Antonio would show up. You know, the, the six five six seven thousand uh, that would still show up uh, for every match because um, San Antonio. You know, when you go to Toyota Field, um, it's a it's a great event. Uh, for that here, <clears throat> just perhaps, quickly here. Um, perhaps that would perhaps that would justify expanding Toyota Field. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Uh, Detroit, San Antonio. Um, I'm going to be going, uh, so I'm excited about going uh, for it here, just to kind of see the environment. Uh, you know, for that because you know the Northern Guard and, and the sports groups do put on a great game day, is my understanding. Um, However, Detroit has problem scoring, going against a very good defensive team against San Antonio. Probably not the best medicine, but it is at home. They do have a narrow pitch. Um, so any thoughts on Detroit at all? We need to get them down early, just score early. <laughs> Put them in a situation where, like, they're forced to press and they just give up. They become leakier because they're pushing forward. The key to a team like this is just, like, get them down early and often score a goal, too, and it's, like, it becomes, like, a mountain they can't climb. So that's my thing with a team like this. Just, like, literally put them up, press them hard, score early, and just let everything play out. Rafa? Uh, oh, pardon me, Royce? Sorry. No, just score early, score often. That's it. That's the key. Do that. <laughs> yeah, that worked fun. for Charleston, right? to be fair under marcina it's worked 51 times in a row yes so we score first we are undefeated in the last 51 matches which is an unbelievable stat uh let's do that again let's make it 52 and let's keep going yeah 44 0 and 7 well i remember we remember last year the the el paso announcers like we can't let them score we can't oh they scored it's over they, they literally were depressed. You saw them in that. They're like, <laughs> they're like, damn it. Their voices got lower. They're like, Aw. and they already have a low volume with El Paso. And, and I love the guys that call the game in El Paso. You know, they're they're a great show. And seriously, Loco and Eighth Notch, you know, great organization with El Paso. But the, to me, that was the thing that stood out to me was, hey, we can't, we can't. Oh, so, but. uh any final thoughts? Uh, like I said, I think we covered here. Um, we're going to end early. Uh, I think probably the reason why we're ending early is because we're cutting out Royce's five minutes of his talking uh, due, to, due to his internet issues. So um, I bet you <laughs> next week uh, he'll, uh, he'll he'll have it. Um, it'll be. I'm not sure when we'll be doing the show because hey, I'll be hey, coming back. Hey, oh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, catching strays over here. He's trying to say I talk too much. Good Lord. Hey, we're at 55 up. minutes. Dude. This is, and we covered everything here. <laughs> but uh, final thoughts. I'm just excited about the number one pick. I don't know about y'all. I'm. Yeah. Oh, there is one one thing that we do need to highlight here. And if you want to give your final thought, uh, we'll go with you, Matt. My final thought. Hey. Let's beat Detroit. Beat Detroit. Bring it home. Uh, everybody, just go check out your local supporter groups. Uh, go hang out with them. Get to know them. Uh, you got Crocketeers at Alamo Beer. You have FTC over at uh, Second Pitch. 
And then of course you have uh, 2-1-0 at any of the, ah, what is it? The big hops. So go check out your local supporter groups. I understand uh, SAFC doesn't always do big watch parties, but hey, when you hang out with us, makes it much better. Oh, also real quick, the tank won in our uh, pinata. So on the 27th, there will be a tank pinata from FTC if you want to bring out the kids. Is there an age limit that you guys have? Nah. I mean, Mijo does it. Who can do it? Harry, you can hit the pinata, Harry. Mijo does it. Mijo goes first. Mijo goes first. Yeah, but Mijo's like 10, you know, so he's still at that age. Harry, if you're asking about the pinata, you can hit it, sir. <laughs> and do you accept donations to do that? Yeah. We'll yep. have our, we'll have our, uh, our, our cash app out tip, there. And then, of course, uh, a tip jar. So we can keep this going. Uh, Rafa, yours? Uh, just f final thoughts. Like I said, uh, good luck to the boys there in Detroit. Let's score, let's score eight goals on them. Get some more goals. Keep it going. And then I would come back home, take care of El Paso. You know, send them back. End their, end their winning streak. And, um, uh, and just... just Ready for some great soccer, like I said, this, this coming week. Uh, did I already, uh, Robert, did I already call, call on you? You did now. Okay. <laughs> no, my big thing is like, uh, there's a couple things like this weekend. I experienced XFL championship. It's random. It's not soccer, but it's San Antonio. It was fun. It was exciting. Good times. And the X. Matt, don't shake your head. The, <laughs> I can tell you the there's an arena football team. San Shake Antonio your head, Matt. Slingers undefeated. Hey, I go got rid of those eight go tickets, bro. I did not want to go. Go check them out. Go slingers. I got rid of my eight tickets. I said nope. The talons. It's not the talons. It's, it's, it's the gunslingers. Gun the gunslingers. And my last thing, the O train. Let's go in Hamtrak. Let them know about the O-Train, Harry. It's coming for them. It's swift. It's fast. That, that's Pittsburgh with the train in the background. Harry, work with me here. San oh, Antonio's sorry. bringing the O-Train, son. O-Train, Detroit. We don't need Detroit. no tracks. We don't need no tracks. O-Train coming through. We're going out the rails. O-Train. Any final thoughts for you, Royce? Uh, yeah, we uh, beat Detroit already in the draft lotteries. In on the pitch so let's go <laughs> all right so mine and this is a topic that we've uh, talked about before usl head uh hq and san antonio fc also put out uh, has launched the the need for support in partnership with the 988 lifeline uh you know at 98 lifeline um they did put out this um this uh video here so um, i thought it was done really well and like i said here I know my DMs are always open, or if you're locally here, um, if you have my number, give me a call. Like I said, I'm always open, and I think that goes for everybody here. But uh, I want to give a shout-out to USL, San Antonio FC, and all, all the USL teams uh, for highlighting the 988 number. Sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. Sometimes you feel alone.
like your world is collapsing, like there's no hope, but you're not alone. Someone is there to listen, to talk, to help you up. The United Soccer League is proud to support the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline because everyone needs support. Sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. Uh, I don't need to listen to it twice. Um, but to me, like I said, I know it's something that we've talked about you know, probably regularly over the last, what, two, three years, Rafa? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as that, and, and I know pre before they even had the 988 number and we gave out the toll free number. So, um, I'm excited. And, and I know Mitch had a, a special, uh, special armband for the, for the captaincy, uh, that had 988 on it. So, um, like I said, if you do need help, uh, you know, need support, uh, like I said here, you know, dial the 988, um, lifeline, you know, like I said here, there are people that help you. I'm pretty sure you could reach out to any of any four or five of us uh, that's through here. And, you know, really anybody in the SAFC, uh, you know, family here, um, at least on, on social media, you know, that, that follows us and, you know, Pearl SAFC and along those lines uh, will, you know, definitely take time out if, if you definitely need it here. Um, I know it's kind of a downer to end the show on. So, uh, Robert, do you want to, you know, you want to do the O-Train uh, to get us out here? Uh, so that way we're going to end the no, but it, it's not I'll, a downer, dude. Yep. Literally, it's not. The message is important. It's because it's all love. People care right. about each other. Care about your other hum- fellow humans. That's all it's about. It's not a downer. Yeah, it's nine and eight. It's definitely not a downer. It's very a very useful tool. I'll finish it out by saying, uh, "Welcome to San Antonio, Victor Wimbenyama. <laughs> Uh And uh, what's life without goals? Good night.